Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And join with me today are the other three delicious milkshakes in my yard. In your yard? Yeah. What do you mean your yard? Well, my, the, the milkshakes bring the boys. The boys to the yard. Yeah, oh, bro. <laughs> Even, bro, I immediately <laughs> made that connection. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Fire me. Fire me from the podcast. <laughs> Here are the other three delicious milkshakes in my yard. Boys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting with the delicious frozen tree, Jared. Hey, that's me. Armo's checking in. Uh, I'm going to have to say chocolate milkshake. I just like a chocolate milkshake. That's like my go-to. We have like a homemade ice cream place here in my local town, and they have Dutch chocolate milkshake. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. It's great stuff. Oh. Man of taste, I see. What about Alec? What do you got? Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashbourne, and it's kind of also kind of a basic one, but I'm going to go with a strawberry milkshake, and in particular, a In-N-Out strawberry milkshake. It's oh. my favorite thing, and I get it every single time I go. I want to change my answer. I want to change my answer. It's too late. It's too <laughs> late. <laughs> not <to> specific <laughs> places. Nope. Uh. You literally just said. You literally just said a place in your hometown. I w- if I could take it back. <laughs> It's called a cake shake. See, this is this is shake. how you know we come up with these like literally right before because we don't even have enough time to think of all the choices. Uh, and I am Dan, and I play Minas Bevel Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger, and I am the malted, specifically malted banana milkshake mm. of this podcast. Interesting. Ooh. I hate malt milkshakes. Oh, I only drink malted milkshakes. That's a lie. I'll drink any milkshake that's put in front of me, but I prefer malted milkshakes. I'm on I'm on board with Jared. Um, my go-to milkshake, it doesn't matter where it's from, is a chocolate milkshake with chocolate sprinkles. Yeah, but he already said chocolate, so you gotta switch it. Oh, I have to. You know how this goes. Well, he hey, says from a specific place. I do know how it goes. Uh, it's mine now. Uh, uh <laughs> Vanilla milkshake. <laughs> you can hear the pain. <laughs> Vanilla chocolate swirl. Oh, yeah. There you half go. Specifically. I love half Vanilla and half. Vanilla chocolate swirl with rainbow sprinkles in there. Yeah. I don't I don't get out too much when it comes to milkshakes, to be honest. But you know what you do get out on a lot is that rundown. Oh, is it me this week? It is. You know I know it's me this week. Come <laughs> on. Come on. You know the deal. Before we roll for the recap, we got to do the rundown. And the rundown is brought to you by me. And I want to go ahead and drive home those uh, Spotify comments. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple, you can leave comments. If you're listening on Spotify, you can leave comments on this very episode and tell us your favorite milkshake, and then we'll publish it, and then everyone can see your favorite milkshake answer. And if you're listening on Apple, go ahead and give us a five-star review, and on top of that, you can go ahead and just leave us a comment in general. We're still doing um, that call to action where if we get enough comments on Apple Podcasts, we are going to make a video where we read those comments for the first time, uh, and you'll get a genuine reaction out of us. And then other than that, we just want to say thank you for rating us. And we're going to go ahead and roll for the recap. And you know the deal. We're going to go ahead and roll this giant uh, foam eaten D4, eaten by my rabbits, where I am number one. Two is Dan. Three is... I literally wrote it in the <laughs> Discord. Oh God, so you oh, did you? <laughs> One you. is... Two is me. Dan is three. Jared's four. <laughs> you got God. that. <laughs> Uh, questionable. I'll allow it. 
Reroll. It is a two. <laughs> I'm using a fucking reroll. Uh, he's, using, <laughs> he's using his inspirational reroll. Okay, there it is. All right. All right, we're going to go for a nice ginger roll with two being omitted. Uh, it's questionable. It's off camera. Oh, man. It's a four. Reroll. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> no. Then it would have to be me or Tony. <laughs> I actually kind of want that to happen. Oh, no, the DM or the note taker? Kind of want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last time we start the episode with a boat. Uh, we rolled really badly, and the dynamite blew up. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all of a sudden, wolves appear, scary, on either side of our cart, and a mysterious figure on top of the cart pulls back his hood, and it reveals himself as a drow elf. The guys end up fighting everything menace, hilariously, tries to jump on a wolf, doesn't get it. We'll get back to that here in a second. Drell falls off the cart. Armos slept one of the guys. He falls off the cart sleeping. Now it's just a runaway cart with Menace and Armos and a guy up on top that's still trying to kill him. Menace tries again, fails, floats back over to the cart. <laughs> uh, we end up killing the guy on top of the cart, thank goodness. Drell off the cart. Oh, what's this? Armos falling off the cart. Menace again tries to get the wolf. Fails again. I believe he failed, failed three times, am I right? It was three. It, yeah, the, the third time I just kind of floated onto the ground. So none of us are on the card at this point. We end up finishing off everyone except Minus found it in his heart to resurrect one of the wolves. And now we have a friend, question mark, Wolfie? <laughs> <laughs> and the boys are now on their way to the city of Airborne. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, welcome to session 68. We last left off with the three of you arriving at the city of Dilmore. We're gonna do something a little different this time. Rather than having the three of you stop in Dilmore, we're actually gonna go ahead and fast forward just a little bit to so the fast travel just a little bit. You guys are now leaving uh, Dilmore after talking to Treyas and getting your contact for uh, safe passage to the Kambuki Isles. Back in Arc 2, that was a reward that you guys hashed out. So the three of you arrived in Dilmore. You spent the day there. And the city of Dilmore looks better than the way you left it. It is no longer burned down. The city is being reconstructed. And it looks like every part of Dilmore is getting their equal share of being rebuilt. Everything looks good. The construction looks promising. Treyas is actually now the mayor and has stepped down from being uh, captain of the Red Guard in the city. It has handed that title off to somebody he trusts. And the morale of the city is overwhelmingly positive. People like the fact that he is the mayor. He's doing great things. Ulrich was not in town as he is on his own adventures, but his forge is currently being rebuilt. You guys are able to restock on rations here. Although you guys were pretty stocked already, you were able to like get those last second uh, rations from your trip. You have been in this cart for about four or five days now, and you are ready to travel to Aramore. When you talk to Treyas, you guys caught up on some details and caught up with him, had a few drinks, and he let you know that there is a ship captain in the city of Aramore, and he is somebody that Treyas trusts. This dragonborn is a smuggler, but he disguises his boat as a hefty fishing boat, but 
he trusts that this dragonborn is not being bought out by anybody and this person this dragonborn will provide safe passage to the kambuki isles the dragonborn's name that you're looking for is <clears throat> fargnarthost 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 he is a sapphire dragonborn he has silvery blue scales and he is known to be on the rougher but calmer side approach him in the morning as he will probably be in the port ready to sail the three of you are back on this cart drell has been riding out front the three of you are riding with lord baron's guard with this wolf named wolfie that you guys adopted from on the road and the five of you are shoved into the back of this carriage with this oversized dire wolf what are the three of you talking about i'm trying to feed wolfie <laughs> All right, here, here you go, buddy. Here's the treat. All right, sit. I'm trying to train it. <laughs> He's just like crunched up in the back and like <laughs> his like butt is on the seat, but he looks like a giant ball curled up into the corner, just kind of looking at you really happy with his tongue out. Good boy, that's a good sit. Now speak. Good boy. <laughs> Giving him treats and stuff. <laughs> Every time he goes to catch a treat, like the carriage shifts a little bit from its massive weight. You said I would have to do, uh, like, checks to train this thing? You would, yes. So that's actually a great point. Go ahead and give me an animal handling check right now to see if, like, you giving it treats is... With advantage because I give him treats, right? <laughs> It'll be a straight animal handling check. Uh, that's an 11. You see that he's, like, snapping at the treat, but he's paying attention more to the treat than he is you. Okay, okay. But he doesn't seem hostile towards you. That's good. Right. That's good. Armos, you want to go trek on uh, Drell up there? Uh, yeah. And I, I squeeze my way through to awkwardly open the door, try to lean out the window, and uh, give a little peek. You see Drell, and Drell has like a blanket over him a little bit. Drell, because you've been sitting outside during this really bad storm for a few days, next to the sitting next to Lord Baron's construct guard who's driving the cart, you have actually become a little sick. I think Armos just overhears Drell talking to the guard that's driving. Like, yeah, I mean, can you believe this? Like, they have me sitting out here, and them and all their pets are on the inside, and they got more pets than I do, and it just, <laughs> just doesn't even make any sense anymore. Oh my God, Drell! He just gave me his paw. Oh, that's so cool, Minus. And I like do the whole like finger in the mouth with the tongue sticking out. Why don't you get a pet, Lord Drell? Oh my pets abandon me or die i used to have a horse and i had a box and my box was killed and my horse ran away maybe it's a you problem drives the horse <laughs> almost pokes his head back into the cart <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck perhaps some classes from your local wainwright will help you handle horses and your pets oh, yeah well thank you so for the fucking advice i didn't ask for thank you so much why don't you focus on fucking driving? I would like to get there faster, Kate. Thanks. Understood, Lord Drell. And the guard keeps, the construct just keeps going. <laughs> so, Armos, I don't really know what we're going to do about Wolfie here when we get to Aramore. I don't think they're going to like a big dire wolf going in through the streets. They they made him wait outside last time when we were at Dilmore. So, I don't, how are we going to do this? You know, I've been thinking about that. <laughs> Armos obviously has a, a soft spot for the wolf as it reminds him of his pet. And uh, he's been concocting a, a way that we can maybe make this work. He gives Menace his iron flask. <gasps> wait, wait, what's this do? 
Armos, can, can Wolfie like chill in here? Yes. If you put him in there, I don't know what happens, but supposedly we can get him back out. Oh my gosh. But it's worth a try. You want to keep him. Wolfie, let's try it. <laughs> I open the iron flask and point it towards Wolfie. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't open it yet. I'm, I'm going to be standing outside. I'm going to be standing outside. Hold on. <laughs> you target a creature that you see within 60 feet of you. If the target is native to this plane of existence that you're on, the target must succeed a DC 17 wisdom saving throw or be trapped in the flask. If the target has been trapped by the flask before, it has advantage on the saving throw. Once trapped, a creature remains in the flask until released. The flask can only hold one creature at a time. A creature trapped in a flask doesn't need to breathe, eat, drink, or uh, and doesn't age. You can use an action to remove the flask. The creature is friendly to you and your companions for one hour and obeys your commands for that duration. You give no commands. It will not do anything else that will result in death. It defends itself and takes no actions. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to use this iron flask, all you need to do is point it at him, have him as your target. Uh, so you're going to focus on Wolfie here, and then he is going to make a uh, wisdom saving throw if he doesn't want to be trapped inside of it. But he's willingly going in, right? <laughs> um, he loves me, right? Say he loves me. <laughs> you take out this iron flask and he's just like looking at it and you see that like he squints at it. All right, so I, I point it like this. Menace, Menace, huh. you gotta let him sniff it first. You gotta let him get get used to it. Come on. Oh, oh yeah, here. You know nothing about having a pet? Wolfie, it's good. And I pet I pet the flask <laughs> and then pet Wolfie. See, good. Good flask. He like, he, he's like really squinty eye. He like slowly puts his nose to it. He's like sniffing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, now give him a treat. Uh, give him a treat. Okay, here's a treat. <laughs> now I'm gonna about take about 20 steps that way. Whatever happens, not my fault. Oh, okay. I guess you got something else to do. And then I just and I pop it open. <laughs> so you're gonna keep popping over, and then he, you see that he's getting like sucked in, and he's gonna make a wisdom saving throw. He rolled a nine as he goes. Goes into a swirl like a genie and goes right into the bottle, and then the stopper magically goes back into the iron flask, and the iron flask shakes. One, two, three, and then uh, it sparkles really quick, and now you have a direwolf in an iron flask. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! Did it work? Oh. <laughs> Wait, where are you? Oh, yeah, almost it worked. It's in the flask. Awesome. Have you ever tried an iron flask, Lord Drell? As um, <laughs> the construct's talking to Drell as they're parked on the side of the road. I'm sorry. I'm not really talking to you right now. And I turn the other way and tighten my blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I've become akin to our conversations, Lord Drell. I pop my head out. Armos, uh, you want to hold on to this? You hold on to it for now. I don't want that responsibility right now. How about you, Drell? Hey, Drell, do you want to hold on to the wolf? No. Nope, I'm good. You guys hold on to your uh, pet with your little cool little contraption bottle thing. All right, sounds good. And I walk back. Uh, I put it actually, I'll put it in the uh, wait, Drella's bag of holding. I'll put my, I'll put the flask in my cart bag, like my cart of holding. <laughs> <laughs> the cart that's been following you along this whole time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Which we never mentioned, by the way. I imagine in the chase scene, there's all this shit happening and then. Far in the back is this cart so trying its the best. The cart to... will always go invisible whenever there's danger nearby, or like it knows that you're in danger. Oh, that's, that's right. Like, but yeah, it's just like all these vials and 
food is just like shaking like on the bumpy road and during that combat. So Jessalyn and Rudy, as uh, as you guys are playing with the wolf and capturing it in the Iron Flask, Jessalyn and Rudy, the two guards accompanying you, they're like, oh, wow, okay, that doesn't seem like animal cruelty at all. Anyway, so we're almost at the city of Aramore, and we can end this long, long trip, and the three of you get back on, and the cart continues to move to the city of Aramore. A few more hours pass, and you notice that the road that you've been traveling, the road between Dilmore and Aramore is called Capital Road. It is a well-decorated path. Looks very nice to driving it, very well-kept. Along the path, you do see that there's like little farmsteads way in the distance. They look cozy. They're not like surrounded by any towns or walls. They're just like private farmland uh, off in the distance. They look, looks like they could probably get on the main road uh, to go between both cities if they, if they want to. And the area around you is now very calm and there is mountains in the distance as you travel you do see way in the distance where capital road is leading is to the city of aramore looks like the city is built into the side of the mountain as you approach it and all you can see is the silhouette of all these grand walls built along the side along the side of the mountain and a massive castle that is built at its peak overlooking from the ocean you can't quite see it because you're still in the guys are about to arrive there and by the time you get there it will be in the evening it will be around dinner time is there anything you would like to do as you are approaching the gate i don't know if there is much we need to do besides just have like our little flyer ready uh with from uh what's his face treyas yeah so he did give you that name he wrote it down on a piece of paper, which is Fognarthas. You do know that you need to meet him in the morning, and you are also looking for somebody named Tomli who can point you in the right direction to somebody that can maybe cure curses. He's in a specific tavern you guys know of called the Wildside Tavern. That is where I want to go. Yeah, I think that's where we head then. Welcome to the great city named after its kingdom. The city of Aramore is truly an impressive site to be seen with an excellent location to be built upon. The city of Aramore was built into a grassy mountain peak onto a cliff overlooking the Evertone Sea. You quickly get an idea of the landscape as the city is built into a lush green vibrant stone mountain carved away into multiple layers. Separated by inner walls and the stairs between them, the layers of the city indicate different districts and markets. At its peak overlooking the Evertone Sea is this fairy tale esque castle. The castle looks well fortified, very large within the city walls, surrounded by exotic mansions of the upper class. At the base of the city walls are farmsteads and ranches brimming with livestock and food. A well decorated clean road cuts through the farmland elegantly, leading your caravan to the main city gates of Aramore. As you pass through the outer city farmlands, you travel through its massive city gates. And just like in Dilmore, there is a check in, and when Lord Baron's cart reaches it, the, the construct hands some papers over to the guards, and the three of you immediately pass through. Entering the city, your car travels up a nice paved path and there are houses and buildings built on top of each other with very elegant stone and marble designs, houses and stores all overlapping each other. You see spiral staircases going from the base all the way to the top. Looks like all these houses have multiple layers with multiple families living within their very clean stone walls. The masonry is just absolutely phenomenal. 
as you go through, f about five minutes pass as the cart goes into a Wainwright and the Lord Baron's guards get off the cart and the construct gets off the cart and they immediately start tending to the horses and check in. Rudy and Jesselyn approach the three of you and goes, well, Jesselyn speaks out. Well, it's been a very uh, interesting journey with you and uh, the three of you are <laughs> very formidable fighters. Uh, I, I, we're glad we had the help when those those wolf riders came about. Um, glad to have you on our side. Um, but this is the end of our journey and um, we wish you the best of luck. And the best to you. It was a pleasure having you, even though you didn't really do much. Yeah, I was going to say, on your way back, you might need to go a little faster. <laughs> uh, yes, well, with less, we're going to spend some time in the city. We have uh, a few orders here that we need to to take care of, but we will sharpen sharpen our swords, so to speak. Oh, so you know the city. Where's the, uh, and I look around, the wild side. Um, I never been to that one, but I'm sure one of the city guards can point you in the right direction. I don't like these people. Oh my god, it's like World of Warcraft. <laughs> Very narrow eyes, giving some serious side eye to these people right now. I'm sure maybe you can sign up for a local tour. Um, I no, we don't go on tours anymore. Nope. Really nope, nope. Yeah, we don't do tours anymore. I look at our almost like we don't do tours. I mean, the last one did, didn't end well. Uh, it ended, I mean, we found a castle. But it didn't end well for Drell. I it? had a great time. Damn rust bugs. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we'll find some guards. All right. So we find some guards because they're not being helped. Yeah, so in this town, there's multiple billboards, and um, you see all the signs are more tourist traps. Like, you see various stores that they uh, that paid for, like, maybe more advertising space, but, like, for, like, very specific shops, like Adventurer's Guild, Adventurer's Wanted Here. Come get your newest armor at the Bolster's Armory and Refinery, and the or come on down to the Bashful Arrow, and all these various Fletcher's blacksmiths just trying to catch your eye. You do come up one of the guards, and uh, he is standing there, he is posted up with another guard next to him, and he looks down at you and he goes, <clears throat> Oh, yes, um, how can I help you, little one? Oh, uh, I'm with them. We're, uh, we're gonna... Take a look around town, you know, get our lay of the land. Well, if there's anything I can help you with, uh, please let us know. Do not be afraid. We are a very accommodating town. Thank you for having us in your accommodating town. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Menace Pebblewalker of the Ivory Boulders. It's nice to meet you. Uh, what is your name? <laughs> you think he'd learn by now. <laughs> yeah, come on, sir. It's not that hard. You grew up with it your whole life. Just say it. <laughs> Just say it to us right now. Arabu. I'm sorry, what? It was Arabu. Arabu? Arabel? Arabu. Arabel. Is it Pam? Arabel. Arabel. That's it. Yes. Tall one. Well, Arabel, it's uh, been a, a pleasure. Uh, we're, we're trying to get to uh, this tavern. Almost. What tavern are you trying to get to? I'm already talking to another guard. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. already got the information like a second ago. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, thank you, Arabelle. Sorry for wasting your time. Uh, it looks like my friend figured it out. All right, have a good day. I'll see you around. You have a good one. And almost the guard you were talking to was his counterpart named Varus. And Varus gave you some loose directions. He's not familiar with that tavern, but it is deep within the market district. Um, and he gave you sides like this, a whole road just for various taverns. And he pointed you in that direction. It's in like the middle district nestled between the city on like its third layer. Just five layers, the fifth layer being the castle, the first layer being the main city gates. So nestled deep within the third layer of the city. Vara says, well, you could probably find your 
tavern you're looking for over there. I've never stayed there, but sounds like a party tavern. Hell yeah. That's the type of tavern I'm looking for. And Drell sneezes. Oh, perhaps you would like to visit the city's cleric. Um, the, the Temple of Bahamut might have somebody to ail no, your it's just a, uh, just a little cold. You know, nothing, a good potion from our local alchemist. I kind of sneeze in the direction of him. So You have a good day, and he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> Some people just, you know, don't believe in the plague. It's so weird, Aramil. I know Faris. And the two of them talk uh, amongst themselves. Um, something else worth noting in the city, you see all different types of races here. There's no, um, you do see the occasional Minotaur. You do see a Loxodon. Um, you see dwarves, gnomes, elves, uh, and of course, humans. Uh, the Loxodons are very rare. You do see them like carrying large cargo. They look like blue collar workers. You see dwarves pushing carts to the, um, to the mining district, all different type of workers, and the streets are bustling. Any alley or street you turn down, there's shoulder to shoulder and i need everybody to make your perception check as you are navigating through the city on this nice weathered evening seven okay, 14 for minutes oh two the day is almost ending so it is the sun is setting so a lot of those people are doing that last minute rush going to various stores if the three of you would like you can maybe check out a few stores here if you if you would like but everything is closing down for the night as far as merchants, um, blacksmiths, tailors, anything of that nature. Will we have time? Do we have to meet this guy like super early or will we have time to get like general goods in the morning? You'll have time to get general goods in the morning, uh, depending on what time you wake up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to go to the, I do want to buy some potions. Right. Yeah. We'll do our, our shopping in the morning before we actually head to the boatman. So I'm happy to go just right yeah. to the tavern. Yeah, that works. I mean, Minna's voice, we should go to the tavern guys. I can do my <laughs> shopping tomorrow. <laughs> Menace with a 14, uh, ominous itch, a ghostly chill as the hair raises ever so slightly on the back of your minotaur neck as your fur rises as you notice a glimpse of the Red Guard. Now, you have seen flags of the Red Guard. However, you do see a group of Red Guard navigating through the crowd of people. You do not see any faces, but with a 14, you catch the glimpse outside town red guard with the uniform of gilo hey guys you see that no what uh i think i just saw the gilo red guard hanging Wait, out over what? here what would the gilo red guard be doing here in aramore that's what i'm saying i i got a weird feeling about this i just some go down that alleyway and i point to where they went i mean do you want to follow them oh i don't know if we have time really we should really focus on armos's thing what do you guys think i mean i'm always down to try to you know hunt people down and kill <laughs> I'm always down to hunt people down and kill them if they try to kill us so I mean if Adel rims with them I mean you and I both have beef and Armo shares our beef beef? Wait, who got beef? not now Reginald oh okay how about you stay a little behind me I'll tail him a little bit we can get some information maybe and then right. head over to the tavern after that it's a party tavern it'll be open late you know what I'm saying exactly exactly alright I'll, uh, I'll try and go into stealth mode. And I pull out my cloak that I got from Shadowfell. <laughs> I pull the hood up. You don this cloak and you go as you bellow it around you. And everyone around you in the city seems to, like, stop, stare at you as, like, your cloak settles and then continues about their day. Well, I get a free bellow, too. <laughs> and then Drell's cloak bellows in jealousy. And then 
Um, you continue to stealth <laughs> down the path. Yeah, I'll see if I can tail him a bit. Go ahead and make me a. Uh, you're gonna make me a stealth check, and then you're gonna make me a. You're gonna make me a perception check to see if you can try to keep on them while stealthing. So you're like you're assassins creating right now. You are yeah. navigating through the sea. Of I got a 25 stealth check. Okay. Day. Okay. And an at 20 perception. Notice that there's three of them. Their backs are turned to you. One is stout, like a dwarf, and the other one looks tall and slender. The other one looks right in the middle, stocky, human. He does not have a helmet on. He is short, um, short military cut hair, colored grayish-white, salt and pepper. Looks like he's in his middle age. Similar hairstyle to Adelred. As you follow him with a nat 20, you confirm this is actually Adelram and maybe two of his two of his bodyguards. I put my hands in the shape of an A to drill. Wait, what letters? Drill. What letters? <laughs> <laughs> and I do more of my menace hand signals. Is that an O? I don't know. I don't know. He does it in Minotaur language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just letter A I'm like Minotaur. pushing my hand out really hard, like <laughs> pointing. <laughs> so just like pointing to it. <laughs> I write a big A on one of my note card like oh. di- diary pages oh. and then hold it up. Oh, we gotta go. Okay, and then yeah, drill and Armos follow Minus. You try to hold back on your pacing, just trying to keep them in, in eyesight, seeing where they go. They do happen to be heading in the same direction as you do. And you climb two layers into the massive market district cascading over the town square where you see all these lavish tents and like a really super extravagant permanent flea market filled with goods, potions, items, and armor. People try to uh, sell whatever they can on the street corner as some people are closing up shop and you got those last few salesmen trying to make their very last buck. Through the noise and haze of your surroundings, you climb into the third layer. They are indeed heading towards immediately the same tavern that you're heading to. The more streets you turn down, still just as busy from when you came in. Looks like everyone's shifting to dinner and getting ready to get drinks for the night. You shift down a dark alley. On either side, there are taverns and bars. Guards are posted on various corners with their uh, with their peepers out as drunk people already begin to flood the streets. The security does look tight around this district. And after a couple of turns, you find yourself in tighter and tighter streets. And then you see a tavern at the end of the road. This tavern takes up most of the street space. It has about three floors dedicated to itself. The outside porch has a couple of broken stools and boxes used for sitting. You see a couple of gnomes and dwarves drinking their ales and cheering along. A reinforced but loose door barely hanging on with drunken yells coming from the inside. And on top of the entrance is a statue of silver boxing gloves with a tavern side that says wild side loosely hanging below it. On the sign is a picture of a wolf wearing boxing gloves. You see Edelram, two of his guards, walk into the bar. Oh my God. Before we walk in, Drell turns to Armos and says, Armos, if we end up fighting them, None of them leave alive. And I continue into the fucking tavern. Uh, I, I'm worried about create, causing a scene, but oh man, give me an opening. As the three of you approach the this door, large wooden reinforced doors that seem to be just hanging on to a thread. I put my cart somewhere uh, nearby. 
We park it outside. Yeah. And then it goes invisible. People tripping over it. Like, whoa, what the fuck? As the three of you approach the door, you see that there is a little gnome sitting on a very broken stool, like clicks against the cobblestone porch. Drill, as you reach for the door, you feel a tug uh, at your pants side, and there's a little drunken gnome, and he goes, Hey there, big man! You got a couple of silver you can spare me? Yeah, I pull out a few silver because I'm not trying to make a big scene or anything, and I give it to him and just say, yeah, here you go. Oh, a few more of these. Like, you gonna drink as tall as you, bud. You think you can spot me? No, I just gave you what you wanted. That's that's all I have. Yeah, but this will just get me another pint like this. I'm looking for another pint like this. And he, <laughs> he drunkenly, like, gestures to the air next to him. It's all I have. Yeah, I think we brush by because we're on a mission, and I'm like, here you go. Just take the pieces and I walk on in. <laughs> How many pieces are you giving him? I give him three silver. I give him the same. What about you, Red Fella? You feeling generous? Oh my God, I will melt this guy. He doesn't have any money. He, uh, we're, we're the ones with the the bag. Armos, do not pay the man. Come on, be generous with your friends. They all gave me a couple of silver, and I could buy a couple of drinks for me and my friends inside. Come on, be generous. We're all happy here. So wait, you guys just want to drink on free on us? Why don't you buy me a drink? I'll buy you a drink if you give me some money. I am squeezing through Drill's legs, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get inside. Yes, you go in there. I'm going to sit out here and handle this. Okay, now look. Yeah, I follow Menace. <laughs> I slip through and fall onto the floor into the bar, like face on the ground. Listen, you, listen. I, maybe we got off on the wrong foot, Big Val. My name is Marnarb, okay? I'm just uh, I'm just here to try to have a good time with me and my pals, just like how you're having to try to have a good time with you and the pals. Who said I was here to have a good time? Why else would you come here? And he sniffs you. He goes, why else would you come here? Okay, number one, that's fucking weird. Don't smell me, please. And two, I'm here to have a great time, and I fucking push him out of the way and walk into the town. I like your style. And he like drunkenly, uh, he like lands on his butt when you push him and he laughs and he puts the six silver in his pocket and he cheers you off. This tavern is completely packed with people. There is beer bottles and wine, wine glasses smashed along the floor. The tables are completely packed. The way the tavern is structured, like you walk into this open bar area with the bar stuffed in the back with like, that's where like all the food in the kitchen is. There's tables and benches all around you, and the two floors are overlooking the center bar area. So the second and third floor have like a railing to look over, and you see people drinking at tables on the second and third floor. And um, on those floors is also like tavern rooms where you can stay at and rent a room for the night. You see people like have their legs swinging from the balconies and cheering on. And whenever somebody new walks in through the door, everybody goes, ah, and they drunkenly cheer at everybody. Make me your perception. Ooh, 21. Nat one. <laughs> 20. Where's the beer? <laughs> no, I think at this point, I think Drell's so focused on finding Adoram. It's like yeah. when you try to find Where's Waldo and you look way too hard that you overlook uh, him like five times. Yeah. <laughs> so Menace and Armos, you instantly notice that you don't see him on the first floor. It's very packed. You don't see anybody in Red Dawn armor. You do see people wearing armors and they're all adventurers. When you walked in, you actually saw weapon racks with like all everybody's weapons like stowed in them. One of the waitresses comes by and they, she stops you almost at the door as you're halfway walked into the room. She goes, ha ha, I'm sorry, it's policy. We just don't want any bloodshed to happen here tonight. Would you mind just stowing your weapons in here before coming? Oh, okay. Actually, give me a second. And I go back outside. 
and I go and like get my cart and put my weapons in my cart instead. Hey, look at hey buddy, I'm just out here for a second. Yep, yeah, you're cool, man. I hope you get hey, something good with the silver I gave you. You got a pipe? Maybe we can smoke uh, one. Maybe we can smoke one. You got a light? All right, here's another three silver pieces. All right, see ya. Then I go back in. Yeah. Oh wait, Drell. Did yeah, you want me to yeah, do that for you this, as well? Take this. And I give him, I give him everything <laughs> except the dagger, and I want to try to carry the dagger in with me, like him. Yeah, I wanted to try and do the same thing with my sling. <laughs> I look at Drell and be like, "You're not gonna need that." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only out here for another two seconds. Okay, just give me a second. Oh god, this one's kind of big. All right, it's in there. All right. Anyways, here. All right, here's another three silver pieces. Just leave me alone. Back inside. <laughs> he's he's panhandling outside. He's just like yelling at everybody walking in, and the waitress with a with a giant plate full of ale. She goes, "Thank you very much." And if you would like one, I can offer you one of these drinks. Just five silver pair. Yeah, I'll take one. Is there like an all you can drink option? Oh, we do have happy hour coming up. We do have an open bar. It starts uh, as soon as the sun goes down. If you just wait, wait a few more minutes before we do that, what kind of ale is it? Oh, we have all types of ale. We got blueberry, orange, tangy ale. We got oh raspberry goodness. ale. We have stout ale. We have the blueberry ale straight from uh, the Minyards at Lelouch's Farm. Take one of the stout. I ale. want one of each, but I will start with the, what was it? Oh peach? What was it? We got a peach ale. I interrupt them. The people who just came in, where did they go? Oh, yeah. <coughs> yes, we're on a mission. Uh, I'm sorry. You have to be a little more specific. The people who just walked in right before us. Red... Outfits from Gilo, perhaps? Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about, but I must refer you to our policy. She points she points back at the door that you came in, and there is a plaque above there. And is like a sign that says, um, it has like their, their creed, and it goes, all aggressions are left at the door. And she goes, if you're looking for to handle some business, we ask that you handle it outside. We are all for communication here. You know, we do have our ways to handle our aggressions within the tavern, but please mind the rules. Perhaps the people that you would like to handle these aggressions with might be partaking in some of the events tonight. And maybe that's the way you can get out your frustrations. Hey, we didn't say if we were friends or enemies. Armos changes his demeanor and persuades the the lady. No, 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 no. you got it incorrect. Oh. That's our boss. We're just trying to catch up. The drunken guy at the door, I don't know if you saw this guy, held us up. We're just trying to hurry through. So could you just point us in the right direction, please? Oh, Marnab, yeah, he's, he's sweet. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. 23. Oh, baby. <laughs> she is very taken to you, Armos. <laughs> Damn right. And she gets a little closer. She goes, well, if you have a few minutes to spare, I'm about to go on break. You know, after I'm done working, we can uh, meet back up here. Okay? Uh, maybe here later. Oh, are you two gonna play cards or something? But but really, I gotta I gotta get to our boss, or it's gonna be a whole deal. If you need a deck to borrow, I, I have a deck, almost. I'm side eyeing, miss, real hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, let's go talk to our boss. <clears throat> you. Uh, she points right up the stairs. She goes. We went right up those stairs. I'm sure he's already got a table waiting. And then she looks at you and she winks. Roll me a d20. Oh my god, it was on a 20 and then tilted over and went to a 2. Uh, and she rubs her hand across your shoulder as she walks by you and goes to other patrons just behind you in the corner. 
You do know that there are some musicians at the front entrance of the tavern setting up on stage and they're breaking out various instruments. It's like a little raised platform in the corner of the tavern and she goes over there and begins talking with them and starts selling them drinks. She pointed to the northwest of the corner. There's a staircase going up that leads to the second floor and that's where she pointed where Adoram is. I would say I'm power walking, but I think I'm running at this point. Almost right up. <laughs> the three of you walk up the steps and there's more tables and like little built-in bars overlooking the sides of the tavern main floor. And you are in immediately introduced to a long bar with a couple of high chairs and there's people drinking at them. That's not the group you're looking for. As you climb the head of the stairs, you can see across from you on the opposite side of the tavern, you see three people wearing red guard uniforms sitting by a fireplace and they're sitting at a table that's like tucked into the corner. Is there anything else that we see? So what else you see is just like people drinking. You did have to pass the main bar here and you saw like a younger gentleman cleaning a glass and behind him was a pair of boxing gloves hanging up on the wall next to like all the food and stuff like kind of near him behind the bar. And that gives off like the sense like that is the tavern owner right there. I don't know if you guys wanted to talk to him on the way up. No. Well, we could get a beer just to blend in. No, we can't. Okay. <laughs> Lead the way, Armos. So when we walk up the stairs, we have a way to go left, which is an empty hallway. And then there's to go right past these three guards, walk by, and then I get a better look down the next hallway. As I walk by, I'm like adventurers, and I nod my head. They nod back. Uh, and they slam their tankard on the on, on the table as you walk by. Almost, I love it here. <laughs> Did you get their names, Miss? No, no, Wait, no, uh, no. Uh, on the way back, on the way out. Um, and then yeah, I, I'm just following Armos. The three of you walk down the hall that overlooks the main bar, and three of you arrive at a little bit of a secluded table by a fireplace. But there's still many people around you overlooking. There's still many people around you that can see who you're about to approach, and you do see Adoram Beckford, two of his guards with him. Perfect. Adoram is in the corner, and the two guards are facing towards him, and there are various patrons around you drinking at tables, minding their own business, playing drunken games, and having a good time around them. And when the three of you turn the corner... No, let me do my thing. I feel like maybe we should just talk to him for a second. Abso-fucking... It is on... This dude? You want to talk to this dude? Yeah, but I'm worried about this. <laughs> this dude. I know, but I'm worried about this. N number one, yeah, you have powers and shit, but me and Minus don't have any weapons. This whole city is going up from what they did. No, to you but guys. I'm saying this whole this whole like tavern is very adamant about like no fighting and stuff. So I'm. Is there a window? <laughs> we have windows. There are like windows. They're not like windows you could jump out of. There are a ton of doors, like rooms, like tavern rooms. From where you're sitting, there's like windows in the front of the building and like skylights, but like a window that you could kind of just climb in into this exact hallway. No, and it is a very packed hallway. <laughs> like there is people everywhere. I'll let you do it there's if you no like way to do I wouldn't. it. There's just no way I wouldn't. Fucking this dude on site. I'm um unless Menace and Drell fucking stop me, like hold me back. I am. Absolutely. What do you want to do? I mean, it might not even go off. <laughs> it might, maybe, you're right. I'm either polymorphing him and taking his ass outside and beating him in the street, 
or it is on site right here. It's one of the two things. I don't know. It's up to you guys. It's not like he's beating him up. It's just using a spell. Right now. <laughs> I thought you guys would be really on board. Well, I am, but the only thing stopping me is this tavern. I have a feeling this guy's wisdom is pretty high, and mm. it's just going to be a very funny moment <laughs> regardless, but who knows? Yeah, I mean, we can try it. I don't think there's any reason not to try it. Well, now you guys got me questioning my move, and now I'm all, like, skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way Armos would do I'm that. about it. <laughs> well, then do it then. He's pissed off. He fucking had all that shit with Menace and then all the fucking shit with Drell. No way. So Armos turns the corner. He uh, locks eyes, supposedly, with Aram and shouts. Menace and uh, Drell send their regards. Yeah, behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and Polymorph him. What's the DC he needs to beat? 16? Yes. You come around the corner and your eyes go blood red. Reginald goes, let him have it, bro. Uh, as you begin to cast your spell and Ada Ram locks eyes with you. And as you cast Polymorph on him, you see that this magical cloud goes to shroud around him as the two other guards look at you. And then poop, the spell fails as he passes uh. the DC. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. well, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> and then uh, he immediately laughs. He's like, Red one. Uh, his name uh, is fucking Armos, dude. You can at least, you know, call by his name. What do you have a bad memory or something? Yeah, it's that senile? Up. You're just like calling him by like his identifying characteristics. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah, all dick. Yeah. What up, gray hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Drell, you look so much better than the last time I've seen you. Yeah, did you miss me, baby? And I kiss Adam. <laughs> mm, that's what I get for uh, not doing the dirty work myself. Maybe I should have stuck around a little bit longer. Yeah, I always knew you were a coward to go on the run. How, how, how's your friend? Did he make it out? I heard you made a little, little pet there. How, did, how exactly did you hear that? Uh, your boys died, so... It's a shame, but, you know, initiates tend to be a little expendable. What were you trying to accomplish here today? Attacking me in the middle of a tavern in a busy city? Following your footsteps. Yes, coward. Talk about you should have done your own dirty work. Look at me, I'm healthy and good. You sent that guy after me and I'm fine. Yeah, look at Menace. At least we're looking you in the eyes. Yeah, bitch. I can't imagine what you're referring to. And he looks at the guards and they laugh among themselves and they shrug. And then he take uh, another swig of their beer. Give me a perception check. Oh, I was just about to ask. A lot of these. That's a 18 for Minus. It's a two. Armos is Actually, it's a three. But two red in the eyes and has <laughs> a six. You, there are people looking at you. You see people from down the hall have stopped talking to look at the commotion. They're drinking along. You see some people below you looking up. And you do see, Menace, that the barkeep actually jutted his head out and looked up at you for a moment and then went back. <clears throat> Gentlemen, were you just going to come in here and start doing your voodoo magic on me and kill me in, in a local tavern? Is that, was that what your plan? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I think he nailed yeah, it. I, I think, think he nailed yeah, it. I think that was pretty much it. That was kind of, kind of the idea. Maybe yeah, unlike you, you we don't, we don't run 
and do shit in the shadows. Honestly, you probably sent that guy after me because you're so weak. Yeah, can't do we it get yourself. It. You can't imagine what we're referring to. Yeah, we get it. We get yes, it, bro. Super old and weak. Can't do anything yourself. So I had to get yeah, someone else to do it. Yeah, we fucking get it, bro. Oh, no, come back now, Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah, and then you run away and hide like a little bitch. What, would you like to just brawl in the middle of a tavern right now? Is that what you want me to do? Let's go outside. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Well, I do have some plans here this evening. I would like to watch the the fight tonight, you know? The fight? Yes, the iron scrap. Well, what's that? Well, why else would you come here? The iron scrap? And the guards begin to laugh, and some other people get to laugh. And then um, the gnome that you met on the outside that you gave silver to hops up behind you. He goes, the iron scrap, boys! And he's like, he like jumps on Drell's shoulders real quick, like shakes him a little bit. The iron scrap! It's a, you know, it's a weekly fight that happens here. You know, people get into the ring at midnight and then, you know, it gets a little, gets a little bloody, but you know, it's all fair and fun and people bet on who's gonna win. You know, hand-to-hand -hand combat, friendly competition. Hmm. Oh, so you just watch Idorim. You don't actually participate. He looks to his two guards like, would you like me to participate? Yeah. Draw. Why not? Do it. <laughs> well, I'd be happy to sign up. You know, I was thinking about just relaxing tonight and making a few friendly bets, but, you know, 5,000 gold and some goods couldn't hurt another night for the winnings. I mean, I, I guess I can go hand to hand with an old friend. You'd actually have to win to get the earnings, and I don't think I'm going to let that happen. You think you could go three rounds? I don't even need three rounds. Well, there's three three fights. I mean, if you're going to do the iron scrap, you got to win a couple of fights. You might see me in the first round. You might see me in the second round. Then I'll see you when I see you. Tell you what. I'll sign up with you. We'll walk downstairs. We'll walk downstairs right now, and I'll sign up, and I'll maybe pull some connections to make sure we get in the first round. What do you say? Hand to hand. Sure, let's do it. How about we make a deal? If Drell beats your ass, you give us some information. And what do I get if I win? Uh, I don't know, guys. What's it get? I didn't think this far ahead. How about you give us that, um... Oh, the bunny? Sure. No, a <laughs> bunny? <laughs> I don't see any bunny here. Uh, <clears throat> and he sniffs the air. He goes, you know, maybe there is a few hairs around. What is up with this fucking town and everyone smelling? It is just the weirdest thing to me. Yeah, everybody's being all sniffy. Yeah, it's gross. And Drell is only because he's sick. Yeah, I've, I'm literally coming down with a cold. <laughs> so, I mean, if you beat me, I guess that, you know, it's just because I'm not feeling very well. But it's beside the point. Oh, making making excuses already, but... And he no, gets I'm just up. pointing out the obvious, dumbass. <laughs> he stands up <laughs> and he goes, let's go talk to Wolfgang. And we'll get, uh, get us signed up. Yeah, I'd scrap. Drell nods and he follows Adorim. But if I win and he gets real close, I want the blood shards in your pocket. <gasps> or maybe I just go tell the guards that you have some. Now, I'm surprised you haven't been picked up already. We do have uh, some trinkets to source these things out during a red shard ban. But given the circumstances, perhaps I can overlook this little infraction. Deal. Let's go sign up. Two guards get up with him, and they eye you two up and down, and they walk down the stairs ahead to the bar. Yeah, we head to the bar then. Adorem, going ahead of you, looks at the tavern keep, and the barkeep is a younger, rugged gentleman. Wolfgang, my dear friend, I would like to sign up for the iron scrap. 
the size of a piece of paper. He signs his name, and Wolfgang, uh, the barkeep, goes to a chalkboard, and he writes down Adelram's name on there as an entrance, uh, as a new entry, and he hands him 200 gold as a sign-in fee. And then he looks at you, Drell, and he goes, will it just be you, or will maybe your friends be partaking? Oh, do we win money if we, we play? Like, there's a pool of money and some goods that come along with it. Oh! Hey, you know what? I'll sign up just for fun. Why not? I love games. Feeling scrappy. Yeah, I got stuff to prove, and I'm already writing my name. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, good luck, gentlemen. I will see you at midnight. How much is it again? It's 200 gold to enter. And Adelram and his two guards walk away, and they go back to his table. And Wolfgang comes up to you, and he goes, Well, I haven't seen the three of you here before. Um, First time taking part of the iron scrap, I see. And I sign away... My life, it's not Hold your on. fault. What was that? Tell us everything about this. Oh, it's a little fight club that we run here at least once or twice a week. You sign up. If you win, you win a pot of money, a good chunk of change. And, um, you know, some goods that we can't say at the moment, but very desirable goods. You win the pot plus 5,000 gold. What are the rules? 5,000 gold, my goodness. We don't care about the money, Menace. <laughs> what are the rules? <laughs> yeah, Menace, I'm not going to lie. I'm with Armus on this one. I couldn't give a fuck about the money. The rules are very simple. It's hand-to-hand -hand combat. You're not allowed to do anything lethal. Mm. Sometimes people get carried away. Mm -hmm. It is some competition. Oh. Any other rules? Basically, don't go stabbing anybody. It's just hand-to-hand -hand combat, and you must stay within the ring or knocked out. Those are the two conditions. What equipment is allowed, like gear-wise, not weapons? Hand-to-hand, -hand, shirts off. No armor. No armor. Just the way I like it. Come with bloody knuckles and bad teeth. Ooh, I'm so excited. And Drill starts, like, <laughs> doing a little run in place. He looks at Armos, and then he looks at Minus. He goes, and then he looks at you, Drill. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you'll do just fine here. Sniffed, my god. Yeah, what is I, Menace? I don't understand. It's the people in. Must be a custom here. Do you guys have like a pollen thing? Is it? I don't really understand. Is it allergy season? You can tell a lot about somebody and their demeanor just by how they smell. Menace, is this the thing, you know, Minotaurs do too? Do you guys like smell people? I don't really. No, no, we don't really smell each other like that, actually. Yeah, because it's fucking. Weird. We're getting off task. We're getting off track. Yeah, anyways. What about magic? You can do some enchantments before you go in. You may give yourself some benefits. You may not cast magic on others. Mm. Once you are in the ring, it's only hand-to-hand. -hand. But there's a rule that states no magic in the ring, or...? No magic in the ring. You may okay. take the, you may pump yourself up as you will beforehand, but only if you are pumping yourself up. How big is this ring, would you say? In the center of the tavern, he points over, and there's a giant red rug in the center, that's, and the fireplace is kind of in the middle of it. He goes, you see that giant rug? At midnight, we push everything aside, and then you fight in there. You get knocked out of the rug, oh. or you get knocked out. <sighs> Gestures to the boxing gloves above him. He goes, we do bare knuckle, but it's all sportsmanship here. What time is it, uh, this fighting thing? Oh, it's about mm, very soon. It's about two hours from now. It's like late into the evening. It's like, oh, nice. Maybe like 9 p.m. It's like, it's very busy right now. People are partying and having a good time. You see some other people sign up for the fight. I want to look at, I want to see what they look like. I want to, I want to like size them up. 
you, you see some, they all look mercenary or rugged. One of them is like a blue collar worker. You see like a big old bald guy walk in, kind of like a, like a, like a juggernaut build. Uh, you see like a scrappy looking dude with a bunch of tattoos on his arm. You see like one of the town's guard takes off his helmet. He signs his name in and they're not signing like a document. They're just like writing their name down. And when they hand the paper over to Wolfgang, he's like writing them on a chalkboard. And after they sign their name on this piece of paper, all these people are like kind of touching this giant mounted wolf head that's like over the bar as like a, as like a, it seems like a rite of passage. Like they're writing their name down and they're tapping this giant massive stuffed wolf head over the bar. I look around at all the normal sized people and I'm like, ah, so where, uh, is there like a, a small weight class? What weight class am I in? Oh, it's a uh, luck of the draw. Uh, oh. I look over at like some guy doing an arm wrestle. <laughs> some, like, guy doing you arm see wrestle, this like gnome arm wrestling, like this huge Goliath in the corner, and the gnome just like barrels over the Goliath, and the Goliath <laughs> falls on the floor. And be like, yeah, this is a very wild bar. It lives up to its name. There's people arm wrestling, drinking. There's people getting a little too close for comfort in the corner getting a little bit romantic i haven't been listening because i've been just scheming hard <laughs> on how to just completely ruin this what's the name of the guy that we also need to talk to oh yes you're looking for a guy named tombly that is the farthest thing from armos's mind at this point well we have we have two hours i mean well hey here's some uh how much is a room by the way we'll get a room while we're at it i don't know if it'll fit the three of you how rambunctious do you plan on getting tonight what do you mean we just need a room for the three of us. Okay, I got a small one. It's only gonna have two cots. That's all we have available. But um. Oh, I'm tiny. I can I can fit anywhere. That'll be fine. Ten gold for the night. All right, here you go. I'm gonna toss him ten gold. All right, Armos, where's that guy? Armos, and I wave my hand in front of his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, buddy? No, he's he's <laughs> so far just thinks he has like a master plan but it's it, it you know he's like carry the five hang on no <laughs> all these numbers are <laughs> passing through Armos's mind he's thinking on a quantum level so can i still see uh Adoran? he went back to his seat yeah you when you over, when you look up you can kind of see the head of one of the guards that was with him like over the banister i want to get sight of him and without him knowing and i don't think he'll know I want to hex him. He would know if he's hexed. Really? Yeah, you, uh, an enemy will know he's hexed. Interesting. Because it doesn't do any damage to him. You can curse him if you like, but you would know that he would probably know. Well, there's not much he can do about it, then. I mean, he's cursed. He knows it. Would you like to hex him? Not in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> What's the duration of hex? When you use the spell at a fifth slot or higher, you can maintain your concentration on the spell for up to 24 hours. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you what. We'll do some. We'll, we'll MacGyver this, Armos. I mean, you halfway. I like it. I like the idea. I love it. So what you're going to do is that you're going to try to get eyes on him. You're going to mingle with the crowd, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to roll me a stealth check, and then you're going to roll me an arcana check. Both these DCs are 15. Oh, God. If you pass the stealth check and the arcana check, you can manipulate it to maybe he won't know if he's cursed or not. The first one's scary. Uh, the first one. Okay, just FYI, I got a plus zero to stealth, so it's a... Well, I got a plus five from the bandana. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're always thinking about the bandana. <laughs> we got a 22. Okay, hey. you are able to, like, muddle these words to yourself. You're, like, sitting in a corner, and, like, you're doing hand gestures under the table. And then my arcana... 
<laughs> I'm using my lucky, my lucky. I'm using my yeah, lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using my lucky on this one. <laughs> 17. So you rolled an eight and then you re-roll for a 17. So you go up to the second floor and you take a seat on the other side of the tavern where you can see where he is, but you're trying to hide. Since his back is to you, his goons don't see you as you're sitting in one of the seats on the second level and you begin to cast this spell and you successfully cast it very stealthily. I'm gonna say you're on the second floor when you did this and some time has passed, maybe about like 20 minutes. You really took your time and you it went off without a hitch. What stat are you hurting? Thinking his strength, right? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Oh, man. Because if it's going to be bare knuckles, I mean, strength would be pretty huge. Okay. You do have some time. Is there anything you guys would like to do in a tavern until midnight? Yeah, I want to go talk to this guy. Yeah, I want to find that guy. <laughs> and first, Drell will walk over and touch the wolf's head on the wall as well. Wait, Drell, can you lift me up? I can't, I can't reach. Yeah, here. You touch this massive old gray direwolf. Old gray direwolf's head that's stuffed onto the wall. And you see Wolfgang like nods in your direction. Now cut to a Rocky montage of me and Minus training for yeah. the next two hours. So how, you wanna, all you know is that you're looking for a halfling named Tom Lee. Oh, I guess I'll go ask the owner. Right. So yeah, we can just ask the end owner and be like, do you, uh, do you happen to know a halfling named Tom Lee? What is this regarding? Is he's cleaning a glass? A friend recommended him for something we need his help with. Roll me a persuasion check. I'm rolling so bad today. It's an 18. You see, he goes, he leans over. I like you. I don't think you're looking for Tom Lee for any mysterious reasons. I think you're an honest fighter. No, nah, we're just cursed. Yes. I, I, what? I kick him in the shin. <laughs> he leans oh, over and you lean over the, the bar to like talk quietly. Then he points over to the couch through some of the tables. And there's a halfling sitting there with two elven women. And they're swooning over this halfling. And, they're like, and he's like drunk. He's blushing red. He's He has a couple of owls in his hand. And it looks like they're getting him drunk. He's like, oh, ladies, ladies, ladies. And he goes, that's Tumbly. Yes, he's always drunk here. So it's probably the best time you're going to have to go talk to him before he gets blackout. Yeah, I nod and turn around to walk in that direction. All right, Drell, you go over there. I'm going to get Armos. I know we found the guy. Is Armos not with us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm overlooking. I'm just eyes red still glaring. Um, I'm searching. I'm searching. Then I see Armos and I wave. I don't even see it. Wave at Armos. see it. I'm like, oh, so I f walk up to the second floor. Armos, we, we got to go downstairs, buddy. We found the guy. Did you do the thing you were trying to do? What, what's happening here? What guy? Well, the, didn't you want your curse removed? I thought. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, 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 where? Yeah, yeah, come with me. And I, <laughs> I walk back downstairs. Boop, 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 boop. It's walking noises. The three of you approach Tom Lee as he is head first into this woman's dress and they are partying like whoa and he they're doing some uh unsavory things and they come up and he goes tom lee goes oh oh gentlemen how can i help you can't you see i'm having a moment here with my friends <laughs> and the two girls laugh uh armos you should do the talking i think i'm not usually good at the talking stuff sorry to interrupt but someone gave us your name Lord Baron requested I see you. Shh, get down in here. What are you doing? Are you trying to get me? You trying to put me on the uh, unwanted list here? Come on, come on, come on, fellas. 
Ladies, 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 you think you can give me uh, some privacy here? And they like try to convince him to stay and the two Elvish women get up and they walk off. All right. So sorry, the big uh, LB told us to find you. Yeah. How can I help you, gentlemen? I have, and I look around, and at this time, I, you know, skeptical why I'm doing this, but I show him my coin, but, like, underneath my hands, you know what I mean? Trying to be his... Your cat coin? Yes, being like, I have one of these, and I hear that you're the one to see about something like that. Of this nature. Wait, we're talking to him about that? He's the curse guy. I thought you wanted your lizard there. I mean, I can't show him the lizard. The, mother- <laughs> the fucking thing will listen can. to me. You can bring him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to show him. <laughs> no. No, I don't. What the thing goes? Well, you gotta show him. Almost, you gotta show him what you're dealing with. He sees your cat coin. He goes, oh, I'm familiar with Fizel's work. Um, <gasps> can't say I'm... Familiar with a silver coin, though. That's interesting. Um, I've only ever seen gold coins. You mind if I take a look at it? Mm-hmm. He takes the coin and he puts on uh, similar glasses to what you have, Drell, that investigate, like little monocles that zoom in. And he looks and he goes, oh, you must have given her something, something pretty unique. Yep. So you want this gun. Well, it's a funny thing uh, about curses. Is there any other curses you may have that you may want to keep? I roll my eyes and they stop being red all of a sudden. Yes. I look around for the gecko and I don't see it anywhere, but... You look on your left shoulder, you look on your right, Reg goes, hey, what's up? And you look left again, and then you see the red-tailed leaf gecko. Max was what you named him. He goes, hmm. Hmm. This. I want this gone. And not not this one. This one's keeping me alive. <laughs> this one. And I point to the gecko. Or maybe you could make him listen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. He looks at the, he gets up and he stands on the table and he looks at the gecko and a, uh, an empty tankard flies over, like right past his head unfazed as it smashes up against the wall. Goes, hmm. Oh, this is a weird one. So you're saying this is from a, an item, a cursed item? He's here? Yep. Why, how, what could be so bad about this fella? The little gecko spits on him. He goes, okay. All right. So if you don't want him, here's how curses work. Some people, like in this bar, we want to keep some curses, and some people don't want some curses, you know. There are people in the Kambuki Isles that can help you. Uh, the thing is, if you remove one, you remove them all. That's the gist of it. Hmm. Oh, do you mean, like, if I remove my curse, I remove the benefits, too? Yes. Oh. Wait, what do you mean, all? You mean, like, I get the coin and the gecko gun? Yes. Is there any others? Like, I mean... The Reginald, I mean, that's... Well, I'm not a curse. I'm a blessing, okay? Let's get that straight. Well... The best thing that's ever happened to you, don't you? You're more of a contract. Business deal. Yeah. A demon street. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We... I fist bump them. Souls, they only go up, you know? We're buying low and selling high. Exactly. Have you ever heard of soul drop shipping? It's a great way to make more souls. <laughs> you know what? I, I give free delivery, let me tell you. Gentlemen, so if you want to lift these curses, you don't want to go to the town of Tame Morden. Uh, it's not too far from the Aramore port in the Kambuki Isles. Now, it's very dangerous. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to the Kambuki Isles. It's very wilderness, very wild over there. But yeah, you're going to head to the town of Tame Bourdain, and there is somebody there that will be able to help you. Somebody. You're going to look for somebody that kind of looks like you. Her name is Aim. Aim? A-Y-M. She may, may or may not have a hefty fee. They trade in different things outside of currency there. 
but I'm sure the two of you, the three of you can strike up a deal. Awesome. Got the information I need. Armos is on a mission to uh, make sure his friends doesn't die. So he thanks the guy, walks out of here. Did we, we got a room, right? Yeah. Is that I, correct? I got a room. All right. Be like, all right, you guys have fun. I got to go prepare for something. Oh, uh, okay. Drell, can you like maybe show me some moves? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not as into the bare knuckle stuff as you are, so. We can uh, go over some of the basics. Yeah, Drell and I spend the next hour and a half just like sparring. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's actually awesome. So I'll even let you go ahead and roll me a roll me an acrobatics check, both of you with advantage, because Drell also has that athletics book with him that he oh, bought yeah. from. Yeah. yeah. So wow. I'm gonna let you guys roll with advantage. Let me know what you get. You get a sixteen. I got an 18. So you're gonna essentially get plus one to your raw damage for bare hand fighting. So oh, nice. when you just punch, it's your strength modifier plus plus one. So now it'll be plus two. So now we get an additional plus one? Yeah, so now it's your it's two plus your strength modifier. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So now okay, so mine would be six now. Unarmed strike is a I guess it is a one. Oh, I got horns. That's what it is. Yeah. So there are some feats that will let you roll. That. It turns it. It turns on arm strike into a D four or D six plus your strength modifier. Like lizard folk get it. Beastly races get it. But yeah. would I be able to also use my claws? Oh, from your subclass? Yeah, because technically it's un, it's bare hand. <laughs> uh, you would be able to. Yeah. By the oh, shady yeah. ruling, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> love it. It's a love. Minus is gonna have a much more difficult time with this. Than <laughs> so the three, the two of you train while Armos is concentrating on his hex. He's like, just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you brush up on your spells, and you're just cursing Needle Ram's name. So you guys spend the next hour and a half getting ready, and then all the three of you going back outside to partake in the Iron Scrap. Absolutely. That is my plan, yes. Armos, Armos, put money on Andrell. M maybe not me. I don't know how I'm going to fare. <laughs> you guys head to the barkeep to uh, place your bets. And he goes, we're going to place bets just right after the bell rings, I promise, when we announce the rounds. It's a little bit of a... Well, this is Wolfgang talking to you. He goes, it's a little bit of a ceremony that we do. Uh, but I promise you'll be able to place those bets. Uh, we take all types of currency and perhaps some goods particularly of the red crystal variety, if you would like to bet some of those, and then we will go on with our first round. Would you guys like to have a drink before we ring the bell? I take off my armor and I hand it to Menace and I say, can you, can you put this in your cart? Uh, and you see Menace's head barely poking out as he's holding <laughs> all the armor. Yeah, yeah, okay, sure. Thanks. Uh, and you run out and you put the armor in the cart. Yeah. So the, two, the three of you wait. As the night goes on, you see the tavern patrons becoming more wild and everyone's more drunk and clothing is like coming loose and there's glass breaking and tankers being flown and the barkeep just seems to be okay with it all. People are tipping over their seats, bottles are breaking and the tavern workers don't seem to mind and they seem to be partaking. The music picks up as you notice on the stage, you see a couple of gentlemen wearing some suits as some jazz begins to play and it begins to pick up in rhythm. Wow. Oh my goodness. And then you hear some banging from Wolfgang from the barkeep. 
Bang, bang, bang. All right, you swine. It's getting into the wee hours of the night and everyone cheers. Yeah! You know what that means? And the crowd all looks at each other in suspense and then they all begin to chant together. Ring the bell. The beast can't be quelled. Ring the bell. The beast can't be quelled. Iron scrap. Iron scrap. And then you see Wolfang ring a little silver bell. Ding, ding, ding. The silver bell rings as for the first time, the whole tavern is quiet. Then, sudden shift in furniture all around you as they begin to clear the floor. Then a chair goes flying up behind you, high above the floor to the second level. A table flips, and then you hear some tearing of clothes and growling and snarling. <laughs> Tigers roar and bear snarls. All the patrons begin to transform from ferocious bears, leering tigers, and burly boars and scrappy jackals. The animal, the animal patrons begin to party. Wolfgang behind the bar howls again at everyone's attention as he is transformed into a massive silver wolf with patchy hair, looking like he's been through the ringer several times. It's time to scrap. Hunger down and place your bets for the first round is about to begin. As the lycanthropes around you begin to move all the furniture, imitating a circle in the center of the tavern. Animals of all kinds gather around you. New patrons leave their rooms and overlook the center of the tavern, climbing over the banisters, hanging out like monkeys and wild animals perched on the banisters on all three of the floors. You turn around and you see a massive muscular panther standing at nine feet tall, staring at the three of you with two smaller tiger guards wearing red guard pants as their armor looks like it's bursted from the top and you hear a familiar voice. I knew you weren't gonna be much of a fight. Why didn't it think it would be this easy? See if he passes the first round. And as he speaks to you, this large panther in chainmail pant armor, you see two large furry tendril tentacles with a light glow at the tips unwrapped from behind his back, revealing that Edelram is a were displacer beast. And then you turn to look at Drell in his tiny mouse form as the silver bell has forced everybody to transform into a lycanthrope form. And that is where we're going to end today's session. I fucking knew it. <laughs> hey. Well, I guess there was one thing I wanted to do before the fight, but I guess now I'm not going to be able to do it. <laughs> as little Jazzy Rip Mouse. <laughs> Drill the map. Oh, here we go. I don't know how much I'm going to help you now. Oh, what a good session, boys. Session 68. Session 69 should be a great one. I was looking at all my spells, like, what am I going to do? Oh, man. Why'd it have to be the mouse, man? How come it couldn't be the dragon? Because you're cursed with lycanthropy from a were-rat. Yeah, but the dragon was cooler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more of that in the after show. Maybe you guys have to find out. We didn't do that many arcana checks regarding the bell. Uh, perhaps I just gave something away. Who knows? But, uh... Yeah, next session should be a great one. I'm looking forward to it. I already have plans. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know the first thing I'm doing. My God. Jared, how are you feeling? Well, I was a lot more confident about <laughs> 20 seconds ago, but I think we got this. 
I think he still hacks the right person, that's for sure. We'll have to see how it goes. So these are all like, some of them are friends, right? Right? <laughs> I mean, they're all patrons. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew, I knew exactly what happened. As soon as you the bell rang and everyone started changing, I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, this is not good. <laughs> oh, I tried to lay out some hints, but we'll talk about it more in the after show for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we end this week's session, but right before we go into the Patreon shoutouts, would anybody like to recommend anything? Yeah. If you haven't finished Ted Lasso, go watch it. If you just need a good positive vibe in your in your life, gotta say can't recommend that show enough i i just recommend that you send your prayers our way uh for the show <laughs> yeah do that you can't see the map hey, right now it's one uh, on one. yeah the map is very hectic we'll uh maybe we'll share it <laughs> we'll share we'll share it in the patreon all i gotta say is i'm glad it's a small area that's gonna be wonderful hey hey it's one-on-one bare knuckle boxing my friend mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure yep. <laughs> bare knuckle <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Let's go on to the Patreon shoutout. And now it's time for the Patreon shoutout, starting with the Bloodshard Bandits. Benjamin Hayes screams into the mechanical void. In order to save Benjamin's life, artificers and doctors turned him into a warforged. But something dark lies within his optics. For a successful integration to take place, he must make a dark pact. What comes next will be dreaded. And next is Dylan Snyder. Songs of Reese have been floating around like a melody in my head as his tunes are ranking top of the charts in Humbrea. Although summer is around the corner, these songs will make you fall for him. <laughs> Julius Kendrick has been lurking in the darkest parts of Humbrea. Wherever he goes, the shadows of night grow darker, while the moonlight somehow glows brighter. The plot thickens, and so does his need for revenge. And there are still no updates on our final blood shard bandit, Reigns. Reigns is still missing- Oh, oh, that cannot be good. Anyways, let's move on to the Sidgwick College alumni. Andrew Hall has just made it onto the Dean's List for the most improved student this semester earning his Spelternity some free lunch coupons at the rec hall. With advanced illusion classes over, Andrew has moved on to his abjuration classes. Artemis is traveling back to the Sidgwick College with Kemi Joe after turning in a new project to Lord Baron's Divider. He is eager to return Kemi Joe's book to the library as long overdue late fees keep him up at night. Patrick Wennerstrom. Patrick is currently shrouded by mystery as he travels around Humbrea. What lurks beneath that dark cloak of his? No one approaches Patrick out of uncertainty. Will you be met with words or blade? Robit Crisp is next. With financial support from the Alpha Beaker Phi Grant, Robit now has everything he needs to research baguette movement theory. Only he has stumbled upon something troubling. It seems the baguette used in testing contains a tiny civilization within its crumbs. And Saint Chaos. With Artemis traveling, Saint Chaos has been up to less good than ever. In fact, the pranks have gotten so out of hand, without Artemis there, that the student union has issued Saint Chaos 120 demerits, 40 citations, 8 violations, 2 written warnings, and 2 verbal warnings, all landing Saint Chaos in a world of hurt. That's right, a disciplinary review requesting Sir Chaos expulsion has been left on Artemis' desk. When he returns, a desagulation is sure to follow. 
And last but not least of the Sidgwick College alumni is Warden. Famous food critic, Warden is making his name known in Humbrea while trying the best food spots around South Trillis. The last spot Warden visited was Novo's food cart that earned five stars. It was promptly knocked down to four stars, however, after Novo kept complaining that Warden would not give him six stars. But let's move on to Humbrea's heroes. Abdul Rahman Rafia, newest denizen of Dilmore, currently setting up a new potion shop as the town's last alchemist shop seemed to have closed its doors. Alex Judge Dredd is ready for battle, but has no enemies left. Angel the Ranger has recently stumbled on a litter of baby displacer beasts. How cute. Naturally, she adopted them. Anthony Pizza, aka Sly, is slinging his rogue talents around Aramore City. Sly is known for getting information by any means necessary. Alardon Star is missing? Not because she's in danger, but rather she is training hard under a waterfall that flows upwards. Nefarious Ducarius is a mercenary who has earned a name for himself, the Naked Dragon Slayer. I don't know what it means, but rumors of why are beginning to float around fast. Man with Glass has been murdered, allegedly, although a note was found near the crime scene reading, ain't letting no stone break me. Michael Sekarak is a mysterious adventurer who has just arrived in Humbrea. No one knows yet if he is friendly or dangerous. Sergio Rodriguez has been MIA for a while, however, his tabs are still being paid on time. Trusting, yet mysterious. Terminal No Name has discovered a new Rocket Boot League skill that has given him the advantage on kickoffs. He calls it a haste flip. And that's all for this month's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here in a custom shoutout, then head on over to patreon.com slash dnd404 to subscribe today.